Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of Partisan Bites. I'm Nick, and this is your stop for top news and commentary of the week, brought to you Bite Size Forum. I think the biggest thing of the week has been the, the appointment of a special counsel to oversee the, the investigation into Russia and the ties with, with, um, with President Trump's administration and you know how and if they affected the, the election in any way. Um, you know, and really, you know, a lot of this goes back to at least the investigation part of it. it goes back to Mike Flynn, who was the national security advisor under President Trump when he took office, having ties to Russia, had worked with, you know, I think he had done some work for Russia before and apparently lied to the Trump administration. But the Trump administration had been warned prior to that. Um, by the outgoing Obama administration that that, that he had had these ties and, and was open to blackmail by Russia. Um, but, you know, they, they decided to keep him in that position anyway. And then um, eventually they had to fire him once, you know, it all came out that, that he had these ties and these things existed. And then it came out that the FBI had actually been, you know, investigating the the Trump administration for some time. And, and on February 14th, in a private Oval Office meeting, President Trump asked the uh, the FBI Director Comey to to halt the investigation and pledge his support to President Trump. And by all accounts, James Comey kind of just kind of dismissed it all and was done, left, whatever. On April 25th, the Senate confirmed uh, Rod Rosenstein, the, t- the Deputy Attorney General, uh, because Attorney General Jeff Sessions had recused himself from matters relating to the to the investigation in the 2016 presidential election, including the Trump-Russia investigation and all that, because of his meetings and his ties with, well, just his meetings with Russian officials. And then on May 8th, after the 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 investigation kind of starts ramping up a little bit more. Trump tells a few of his close aides, including uh, Vice President Pence, White House counsel, that Comey had to go. According to ABC News, Mike Pence, um, White House counsel, uh, was there. Reince Priebus and a couple of his senior advisors, they meet in a small group and begin preparing the, the talking points about Comey's firing. And, and Trump summons, and this is all according to ABC News, Trump summons uh, the attorney general and the deputy uh, attorney general to the White House, where he instructs them to put together written justification for removing James Comey from the FBI. But remember, James Comey is overseeing the entire investigation into Donald Trump, into his ties with Russia, and whether or not any of these ties exist. Just by his actions make it look like he has something to hide. But... Several days before May 9th, according to the New York Times, FBI Director Comey asks the Deputy Attorney General for additional resources um, to expand the Bureau's Trump-Russia investigation. And granted, you know, the, the DOJ has denied that this actually happened, but this is prior to, you know, he goes, supposedly he goes and asks for additional resources prior to Trump's instruction to provide written documentation to, to remove Comey from the FBI position. So on May 9th, citing the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General's recommendations, Trump fires James Comey. 
basically because of well, Trump says it was because of his inappropriate statements about the Clinton email investigation prior to the 2016 election, which is almost kind of comical. So, okay, so he says, okay, I'm going to fire James Comey because how he handled it. But Donald Trump stood on stage in a debate with Hillary Clinton talking about how he was going to lock her up. So he so he fires the guy because of how he feels he wrongly handled the 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 Clinton email scandal, so-called scandal. It it just doesn't at least for me it doesn't pass the smell test. I mean, it, it seems like there's something wrong there. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense his justification for it. And then on May 10th, the next day, the Washington Post and New York Times both report that it was actually Trump's idea for Comey's firing, not the deputy attorney general, not the attorney general. It had nothing to do with anything that they had put together. Um, and it eventually comes out that it was, and Trump had said this himself, that it was Trump's idea from the very get-go that he was going to fire. And it was also on May 10th that the, the House Oversight uh, chairman asked the uh, DOJ's inspector general to investigate Comey's firing. So it was, and this is Jason Chaffetz, who's a, a Republican from Utah. So it's now a member from Trump's own party that's looking and saying, look, maybe we might have to do something more here. You know, and it was also on May 10th that at an Oval Office meeting with the Russian ambassador and foreign minister and a couple of their, and a couple of their aides, that uh, Trump reveals highly classified intelligence about the Islamic State and American counterterrorism plans in in the region, and and the intelligence that Trump reveals is so sensitive that's not even being shared with American allies. It, it, it's it it's been so tightly restricted within the U.S. government that that no one's talked about this, but yet in almost a boastful way, the president takes it upon himself to freely share this information with the Russian ambassador and foreign minister. And then on May 12th, kind of almost, and I, I really haven't heard anyone talk about this and it could be very big. It might not be anything, but it, it's very interesting that they're getting involved, which is the, you know, the wall street journal reports on the 12th that the treasury department's uh, financial crimes enforcement network, which is a unit that specializes in combating money laundering, will will share financial records with the, with the Senate Intelligence Committee investigating Trump's ties to Russia. You know, so now they're kind of looking more into his business dealings. You know, there's been this big beating of the drum for the last oh year about Trump releasing his tax returns. Oh, you know, we need to see his tax returns. The the big issue there, though, isn't really his tax returns. They are; it would be more so his 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 different businesses' returns. If Trump has money coming in from Russia, it's not going to be in his personal tax return. It's going to be in his businesses' tax returns. Those are where you'd want to see to see if there's any you know to see if there's any kind of strange money dealings there. Those are what we really need to see. Those are the kind of things that we need to see. Finally, after almost a week of the White House changing its story, on on May seventeenth, just just you know just a couple of days ago, the Deputy Attorney General finally named a special counsel to oversee the FBI's investigation. So now it kind of brings up a bigger question of, well, what does all this mean? I've 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 seen the word 
or, or heard the phrase impeachment thrown around a lot this past week. And obviously the, the Constitution permits Congress to remove presidents before their term is up. If enough lawmakers vote and say yes, you know, the, the, the president committed treason, bribery, or high crime, or high crimes and misdemeanors, whatever that can be. I mean, it's a, it's a very vague kind of phrase. Technically, it's only happened to two presidents, Andrew Johnson in 1868 and Bill Clinton. Richard Nixon in 74 resigned before he was impeached. In, in, in 74, the, I think it was the House uh, Judiciary Committee passed articles of, impe- of impeachment, but Nixon resigned before the vote hit the floor. So he was never technically impeached. But it happened to Clinton. It happened to Johnson. And kind of the way the process works is the first, the House of Representatives, they vote on one or more articles of impeachment. If, if at least one of those gets a majority vote, then the president's impeached. Done. So that essentially means he's been indicted. And then after that, it moves to the Senate, where the Senate holds a trial overseen by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. A, a team of lawmakers from the House, um, they're known as managers, play the role of the prosecutors. And the president has his own defense lawyers, and the Senate serves as the jury. In the House, you would need a, a just a simple majority to impeach. But in the Senate, you need to have at least two-thirds find the president guilty, and then he'd be removed and the vice president would take over. So there are currently 435 members in the House. This is just some simple math here real quick. So there are 435 members in the House. Um, there are four vacant seats. There's 238 Republicans and 193 Democrats. So that means you need to have 216 votes just to pass articles of, imp- of impeachment. So that means you'd have to have every single Democrat plus 23 Republicans vote to impeach President Trump on well what what seems to be more than likely you know the obstructive uh, obstruction of justice, which is one of the charges that Clinton was impeached over. So getting 23 Republicans would probably be a tough task. But it's not outside of the realm of possibility. The The bigger issue would be in the Senate, where you would need 67 votes to convict. So that means you would have to have every Democrat. Uh, there's two independents that caucus with the Democrats and 19 Republicans to convict the president. When Clinton, who was a Democrat, was impeached, and when Johnson, who was also a Democrat, what you know was impeached in you know, 1868. Re- Republicans in both instances held the majority in the House and the Senate, so they were impeaching someone from across the aisle, someone that was not of their party. So the big question is, and it's something that I strongly doubt would ever happen, would be a Republican House, Republican Senate impeaching a president of their own party. Is it possible? It is. It's, it's, it is possible. It's highly, highly improbable. I just don't see it happening. You know, and it would be the same thing on the other side when I don't know about Wood Johnson, cause obviously I wasn't alive happened a hundred years before I was born. I remember the Bill Clinton impeachment. There was not a single Democrat in the house or in the Senate that went against the president. 
And if there were any, I know there wasn't in, in the Senate. I don't think there were any in the House. If there was, there was only one or two in the House. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, obviously a vast majority of Democrats stuck with their president. I would assume it looks like the same thing is going to happen now with Trump. It looks like the House and the Senate are going to stick behind President Trump. They're going to be, you know, I, I, the biggest thing is going to be wait and see, wait and see what the special counsel comes up with. It's going to be a long process. You're not going to, the story is going to die off for probably the next six months. And then we might finally hear something. And when we, we when we finally hear something, it might not it, it might be something that a lot of people in this country don't want to hear, and that is that there was no ties there. Obviously, you can see, and there's been a lot of evidence that Russia tried to interfere with the election. But you know how how do you how do you prove that it worked? How do you prove that the Trump administration was tied to it? I think it's a really hard task for. Um, special counsel and the FBI to to prove it's going to be really difficult. So I, I guess I guess the thing I'm really trying to get to is Trump's dealings with with Russia, his supposed dealings with Russia. People within his his campaign and his White House had their dealings with Russia. Is that an impeachable offense? And from at this point, looking at it, I would have to say no. It's not, but it can be a piece of impeachment. If you you couple that with, did he fire James Comey to stop the investigation into Russia? Did he obstruct justice? Did he do something to negatively affect the investigation? You know, if, if that's what he did and that was his intentions, that is definitely an impeachable offense. Ultimately, I think that People need to stop throwing around the impeachment word. It, this, the, the firing of James Comey is not going to be an impeachable offense. It could be a piece of it, especially if they find some money laundering issues hidden in his business dealings. That comes about with everything that happened with Comey. If he did try to affect the investigation, then I think you can definitely look at at, at articles of, of impeachment. But I still say at the end of the day, it's going to be damn near impossible for the House to impeach their own president and the Senate to convict their own president. It's going to be very difficult. And I think you'd have to see something happen in the 2018 midterm elections. If you ever think that's going to happen, you're going to have to change the House. The House is going to have to be controlled by Democrats and so is the Senate, which are both doable things. But even if that happens, I don't know how much political capital they will want to spend on getting Trump out of office. I don't know. It's it's a really big issue, you know, and, and is there a really clear-cut answer to all of it? No, there's not. It's going to be really tough getting through all of this. So I would say, I would say just... For everyone out there who's really interested in all this, just give it time. Let's see what the special counsel comes out with, you know, in the next five to eight months and see what their recommendations are. Because if they recommend articles of, of impeachment, then it might be easier to get some Republicans on board with it if there's a lot of public outcry. But I think they also need to be prepared with if, if they come back and say, look, nothing's there. 
then I think that we're just going to have to move on and, and, and obviously keep up the resistance, obviously obviously keep our own beliefs and try to push back against things that we know are going to hurt people in this country. Things like the, you know, obviously with, with healthcare is a huge thing. So, so we, we need to find the things that we can push back against. Um, that being said, I'll get down off my soapbox for the week. As always, please follow us on iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Google play music, stitcher podcast addict. There's a lot of other places we have. Our website is up now, which is lifeingeneralpodcast.com. There's a page on there, four parts and bites. has a little kind of little short paragraph of what the show is about. You can also always catch our latest episode on there. Also, you can catch our latest episodes of, of Life in General on there also. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Check it out. Email. You can always email us at partisanbites at gmail.com. Also at lifeingeneralmi at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Life in General Podcast, on Twitter at Life in General MI. And I guess that's it. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Peace.